Are any of you tired right now? Not just tired physically, but tired mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. Well, if you're tired, I've got some good advice for you. If you're tired physically, mentally, or emotionally, get some rest and exercise. Good sleep and physical activity does wonders to the mind and body. You know that. But if you're tired spiritually, if you are exhausted, fatigued, drained, worn out, or dog-tired when it comes to your relationship with God, then I've got a word for you as well. But it's not advice. Rather, it's news. Really good news. One aspect of understanding the Bible is to see it as the relationship between promises made and promises kept. And one of the promises we find in the Bible is the promise of rest. We see that promise of rest made and kept by Jesus. Now here's the promise. It's made, it's found in Matthew 11. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's a promise made, and it's a promise kept over and over again as that promise encounters faith. Now, in order for us to respond to the invitation and answer the call to come to Jesus, Jesus has to first come to us. And that's what we've been singing about and hearing this evening. The first advent of Jesus Christ, the coming of the eternal Son of God in the flesh. Now, in view of the promise of Jesus to come to Him and to be given rest, and to find rest, I want to draw our attention for a few moments to the ninth reading. John 1, 1 through 14, the word became flesh, found on pages 10 and 11 of the program. In particular, I want us to focus on verses 9 through 13, the middle paragraph on page 11. As was just read a few minutes ago, let's listen to these words once again. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now let's make a few brief observations of what we see in our text. We see that Jesus, the true light, is not recognized by the world. And not only is he not recognized by the world, he is not received by his own people. He is rejected by those closest to him. But, that's not the end of the story, is it? Because while Jesus is ignored by the irreligious, those who try to be their own Lord. And although he is resisted by the religious, that is those seeking to be their own Savior, 
he is nonetheless received by a third group of people. What some of the early church fathers began to call the third race, a new humanity, an international fellowship of redeemed people. Jesus is received. He is welcomed by those who believed in his name. That is, those who trusted both in his person, who he is, and his work, what he did. As he is received, people become what they were not previously. They become children of God, children born not of result of anything man could do, but rather born only as the result of the sovereign work of God. To believe in his name means to receive Jesus. And to receive Jesus means to become a child of God. And when you are a child of God, you have God as your father, and you have the church, that is the body of Christ, as your family. Those who have believed in Jesus, and those who have received Jesus, are those who are given rest by him and who have found rest in him again those who have believed Jesus have received Jesus and those who have received Jesus have been given rest by him and found rest in him now remember earlier when I said that we see the promise kept when the promise of rest in Jesus encounters faith in Jesus Here's a good answer to the question, what is faith in Jesus Christ? Faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace whereby we receive and rest upon him alone for salvation as he is offered to us in the gospel. And the truth of the gospel or the good news is that a right and restored relationship with God comes about not when you achieve something of your own doing but rather when you receive what God has provided in Jesus Christ. My friends, put simply, the gospel is charity. But only those who know they are poor want the gift. Only those who admit they are spiritually tired and worn out, exhausted, due to attempting to somehow save themselves through their obedience, through their good works, through some decision that they make, only those who were tired and worn out, exhausted, can see the gift, the gift of rest in Jesus. My friends, the call to come to Jesus, to be given rest and to find rest, is still being made, and it's still being heard. No one, can be neutral when it comes to Jesus. He's either rejected or he's received. There is no rest for those who reject him. But for those who receive him, the promise of rest that is made is the promise of rest that is kept. Indeed, the early church father Augustine knows us well, because he knew himself well. For as he wrote in his confessions these words, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. 
May all of us come and keep coming back to Jesus as he calls us to find in him what can be found nowhere else. Rest. Rest for our sin-sick and burdened and heavy-laden souls. My friends, that is the good news of the gospel. May this season of Advent not be a season of rush. Rather, may it be a time of deep and soul-satisfying rest. As we look back to the first Advent, and as we look forward to the second Advent of Jesus Christ, and as we live by faith in this time between the already and the not yet, may the song that we sing in our hearts sound something like this. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee.